Entrepreneur on Fire 684. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Be there for your customers no matter where you are. Go to evoice.com to sign up for your free trial and enter promo code FIRE for an additional $5 off per month. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. When you have thousands of designers at your fingertips, the sky is the limit for your design. Visit 99designs.com slash FIRE and get a $99 power pack of services free. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Deb Ingino. Deb, are you prepared to ignite? I've got my matches ready, my friend. <laughs> yes. After creating startup teams in 17 countries for a large New York company, Deb recognized that helping people to maximize their strengths was what she enjoyed. Today, she helps leaders and their teams to map their individual and combined strengths so they gain an edge that leads to growth. Deb, I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. I'll give you the abbreviated version, John. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on today. You know, I'm, I'm a New York girl, born and raised in the city. I'm the oldest of seven children in an Italian household. So wow. as I'm speaking to you right now, my hands are moving because that's the only way I can speak. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have to say that I think of myself sort of as a strength strategist. You know, I'll come in and I'll help individuals or teams to really understand their natural strengths. And then I'll help them to map those strengths across the organization, across the enterprise, and see now that we've got this strengths mapping done, what do we do with the map? Like, where can this lead us? How can it serve the vision of the organization? I mean, have you ever been into, I'm sure you have been, you ever been into a company where people are in cubicles and they're sitting right next to each other, but they're pounding out emails to each other instead oh. of picking up the heads? Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then we wonder why they can't collaborate effectively and while things aren't moving in the organization. So I'm there to sort of disrupt that pattern, to help them to see the real strains, see how their combined strains together can break through the silos, collaborate, and help the real leadership to emerge. Well, Deb, this is going to be powerful because you're speaking now to an audience whom I lovingly refer to as Fire Nation, who are in the process of building entrepreneurial businesses, teams that need to collaborate, that need to engage with each other in powerful and meaningful ways. So I can't wait to really kind of delve into what you do best and really examine your journey and how you got to where you are. But before we do, Deb, I got to break out and say, listen... Being from France and not like personally, but you know, just two generations removed, you know, Dumas on one side, Gagne on the other side, I'm sitting here flailing my arms as well. So although we can't <laughs> see each other, we're both flailing. And in fact, so much for me, I had to get out and buy this called, it's called the Next Desk. It's made out of Colorado. So I'm proud to say it's an American made desk, but it's an electronic standing desk. So I can just press a button, it goes up to my two seat, which is a standing presentation now so I can be very open with my arms and flailing around without like slapping my keyboard or my computer screen here. But then also I can press another button and go back into chill out mode when my, uh, when my toesies get a little, uh, get a little sore, so to speak. So I recommend standing desk dev for people like ourselves. 
That is awesome. I'm going to check that out. (laughs) So, Deb, we're going to really do some cool things today. But before we do any of that, let's start with a success quote. Take it away. This quote, I have to say, John, when I saw this quote probably 20 years maybe or so ago, it so resonated with me. And now seeing what I do today in my business, I so understand why. It's a quote by Benjamin Disraeli, who was a two-time prime minister of the UK. So he came back for more. Uh, (laughs) I give him credit right for that. But his quote was, the greatest good you can do for another is not just to share your riches, but reveal to them their own. And to my mind, that's exactly what I'm all about. So really break that down, though, into what you, Deb, actually have utilized that mantra in your own life, in your own actual perception. Because, you know, we have Benjamin Israeli really breaking this down from his perspective. But how do you see it? Well, I'll tell you, in my life, how how it really resonated with me was, you know, I'm an old school gal from, you know, the city, you know, (laughs) the biggest thing we could accomplish was to actually graduate high school. That was a major accomplishment. And in fact, if you were really courageous, you would, if you were a girl or a woman, you would marry a deli guy because they had a job that had a collared shirt and not a (laughs) t-shirt. I mean, that's how I was sort of like upper lower class, you know, where I grew up in the city. So, So in fact, when I went to college, I went to college for 45 minutes. And the reason I was only there for 45 minutes was my very first class of night school was Business 101. I really dug the textbook by this guy named Peter Drucker. I had no idea. He was like this amazingly brilliant guy. But I was reading the book. I was like, this book is really smart, but this professor is not so cool. And during the break, after 45 minutes, when he gave the class a smoke break, I went up to him and I said, hey, can you tell me what type of businesses have you been in? And he kind of perched his glasses down at the end of his nose and he said, my dear, I've been in academia all my life. I said, <laughs> awesome. Okay, great. So can you tell me, all right, I just wanted the question, how much money do you make? And he looked at me horrified and I said, well, the only reason I ask, I said, I know it's kind of a personal question, but listen, if you make more than me, then I'm going to listen to you. But if you're making less than me, And he said, you know, I think you should leave my class. And so I did. (laughs) I left at the break and I never went back. So for me, not having a degree, but yet going on to build incredible success in my corporate career and now in my business. I mean, I helped to lead the charge and create teams in more than 17 countries and helped to contribute to the growth of an organization from 50 million to well over 500 million, I realized that it's all about revealing to ourselves what our real gifts and talents are. And that's where strengths come in. And that's why I think, I, frankly, John, I'm so passionate about it because it's something that it doesn't matter if you have the wrong degree, no degree. You know, if you're too short, too tall, too thin, too fat, too rich, too poor, everybody has strengths and the only real key is to use them. So Deb, I love your energy. You literally are just here. You're bubbling over with energy. You obviously have passion for what you do, which is so inspiring on so many levels. And what I'm loving most already is that it's so obvious to me that you're a born storyteller. And if you've heard any Entrepreneur on Fire episode, you know that I strive for stories. And people 
that really just can't quite tell that story the first time around. I'm like, listen, like that just wasn't really a story. I'm going to give you another opportunity here, but you know, take us down to that ground level. And I can see that I'm not going to have to do that with you, Deb. And thank you for that. But what I really do want to focus on is that time in your journey when you did fail, when you did fall flat on your face, either figuratively or potentially literally. I mean, I know I do that at least once or twice a day out of my paddleboard. I mean, it's pretty hard to balance on that thing. I'm going to be honest. But Deb, take us to that time that you failed in your entrepreneurial journey and then share with us the lessons that you learned. Ooh, if I could only share one, because I too have so many, and it's and it's only right now four o'clock New York time, so I have a ton more. I'm sure to yet to yet reveal themselves to the end of the day. <laughs> but I'll tell you the one that's the most embarrassing to me, the most painful one to I me. Love it. And that is, I, I really messed up royally. You know, back in um, uh, 2008, I went to a mutual friend of ours, Dan Miller. You know Dan Miller, the author of 48 Days to the Work You Love. Love Dan, by the way. He, me too. Dan and Joanna have since become dear friends. Well, I went to Dan Miller for coaching, and I think I wanted out of my job more than I wanted a successful business. So I wanted a business, but I figured, well, eventually it'll be successful, right? So I knew that I loved helping people to find their strengths and lead with them. So I decided to take sort of the chicken approach, <laughs> and I, I went and put on a freebie workshop for parents and their kids because I thought, what parent? I mean, I'm a parent. What parent wouldn't want to know how their child is wired and kind of get how they can help their child earlier on to leverage their strengths so they don't end up in night school and have some professor tell them to leave and they leave. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so I go ahead and I host this workshop. And the workshop was pretty good, except there was a couple of disconnects. Well, first of all, before the workshop even happened, I ordered business cards, flyers, brochures. I wrote a children's book. I hired an illustrator. I had the book published. I, I had all of my ducks in a row, right? Except when I drove up to that workshop in my luxury car and the moms, mostly moms, would show up to the workshops because they were held during the day. These soccer moms would show up who I so admire because they have the hardest job of all as far as I'm concerned, right? And they've got Cheerios flying out of their back seat and out of the windows and, and they're just trying to make sure that they get there with all the kids and the pets intact. And they would show up to this workshop. And my stories really didn't resonate with them because I had been, you know, traveling business class to Hong Kong and, and Paris and London. And they couldn't, they didn't get that. That wasn't their life. And my life wasn't their life. But what did happen was <laughs> I had created this whole persona and this whole brand called My Wired Style. I had the DBA going and everything. And I thought, I've poured so much energy into this. I don't want to have to unravel it. I mean, like so many of us entrepreneurs, we think that just because it's an idea, it's the idea. Right. And I was close, but no cigar. Like, it's kind of like when you tune in the radio and you've like fair, you can faintly hear that beat, dun, dun, dun. But you can't hear the, you can't hear the words because you're not really on the station, you know? And I realized that I overrode my gut because when all of this was happening, Friends of mine, very well-meaning friends who had kids that they really sorely wanted to understand better, had encouraged me that this would be a great place for me to pour my strengths and talents in. And they're right, as a volunteer, it's a great place for me to help out, folks. But 
for me to use my stories, my background, my history to help serve that audience. It was such a disconnect. It was such a misread. So in my mind, John, my biggest failure was I overrode my own gut. And I went and took the route of I'm going to carry on for a little while because I invested so much in it, where what I should have done was cut my losses early, as soon as I saw it wasn't happening, and said, you know what, I've got some great trash <laughs> for the garbage folks to pick up, <laughs> and they'll be excited because they get you know a little bit of job security with all the stuff I ordered, and I should have moved into my strength leader brand even sooner. And it's interesting, you know, I spent six months in that, gutting through it and like beating myself up for being kind of a failure, <laughs> to be honest. And then I, I had to take a six-month hiatus to care for my terminally ill sister-in-love, uh, who was one of my biggest supporters. And when, when um, I, I reemerged the following year, I trusted my gut, and I took the two things that I was the most passionate about, that was strengths and leadership, and my strength leader brand was born. So, Deb, there's so many things I want to pull out of here that are simply amazing. And the first thing that I want to touch upon is this word perseverance. And you, Fire Nation, will hear me say this all the time because I think it is such an important trait that entrepreneurs simply need to have. If you can persevere as an entrepreneur, you can weather some of these toughest storms. But what were some situations that were red flags for Deb or should have been red flags? You know, her intuition wasn't there. Her gut wasn't telling her to go in that direction. And, and Deb, correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes the best way to get out of a hole is to stop digging. And here Absolutely. you were in this hole and you were just, you know, like me, in a lot of ways, passionate, stubborn, and still digging. So Fire Nation, you know, first and foremost, make sure that your intuition is guiding you and that your gut is guiding you and everything just feels right. Then you really know to keep that perseverance going because you are going to hit these holes and these dips and these valleys. And that's where perseverance is going to come in into play and it's going to be huge. And you know, Fire Nation gets to hear me talk a lot, Deb, but they don't always hear me tell this story specifically. You know, a lot of our listeners know the success of Podcasters Paradise. You know, we're closing in on a million dollars in revenue since we launched in October of 2013. So a massive success. But what I don't talk about often, even though I'm open to, is Pod Platform, which was my first go around with a podcasting community. And it was more me saying, hey, I'm going to have this great idea. I'm going to have somebody that just wants to create an MP3, just the recording itself, send it to me, and I'll have this team that'll put on the intro, the outro, edit. They'll do everything. We'll host it on our servers. We'll do it all. And Deb, I put a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort into it. And, you know, then I started getting the first couple people trickling in, which was a lot less, I thought it was going to be a barrage in, ended up being a trickle in. And then I realized right away, well, thankfully, it's only a trickle because this is so much more work than I expected. This is not the kind of business that I want. So long story short, I did a massive shift and, you know, it was like a 80 degree shift towards something which is now Podcasters Paradise, which is that. So, you know, I was close in a lot of ways, Deb. I knew I yes. wanted to do something in the podcasting world, but it wasn't Pod Platform. It was Podcasters Paradise. So Fire Nation, don't be afraid to shift when you realize what the direction you set out maybe needs to be adjusted by a few 10 or even sometimes 50 degrees. So Deb, that's my takeaway from that. And man, you are just this epic storyteller. You proved me right. Don't 
prove me wrong with this next one. I'm putting the pressure on, girlfriends. Your aha moment. Tell us that light bulb that went off at some point in your journey, Deb, and the steps that you took to turn that idea into a success. Oh, boy. You know, I, I remember the day. I remember the moment, to be honest with you. Take us there. It was March 2011, and um, I had – I really decided right after the first of the year I needed to trust my gut. And I spent January really planning, planning well, planning the strength leader brand and doing what I needed to do to sort of set that structure in place. And I found myself thinking, boy, you know what? If I just had more content – if I had more content, maybe that would be sort of help me to jumpstart. And in March 2011, I received an email from a mentor of mine from afar, John Maxwell. Yeah. And he was, John was launching his team of coaches, speakers, and trainers, and he was looking for founding partners to join him. And I jumped in because I thought, oh, this will be an awesome way for me to get a ton of content from this brilliant man who I've been mentored by from afar for so long. But you know what the big aha was for me is that the content wasn't what was needed. What was needed and what John and his team brought to the table for me, frankly, was this inner circle mastermind approach on let's put a great group of thought leaders together and come up with ways that we can sow and serve each other's businesses to really sort of, what is that saying, you know, when uh, the water rises in the harbor, all the boats rise. All ships rise in a high tide. Not just the yachts, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Even that little dinghy that's over there. Exactly, exactly. And I thought, you know what, that was my aha moment, that content comes and goes. But to be in the, in the circle of influence of winners, thought leaders, that is where I needed to pluck myself, and that's exactly what I did. I love that. And so many times, Deb, people come to me and say, John, like Entrepreneur on Fire has been on this meteoric rise. Like, what do you attribute your success to? And I literally have to just sit down and say, listen, Entrepreneur on Fire's major reason for success is on partially because it is a seven day a week podcast. But what that means is that I get to build relationships with 365 inspiring and successful entrepreneurs every single year. If I had gone the weekly or twice a month route, you know, I'd be talking to 50 or 25 entrepreneurs a year, which would be awesome. But I mean, just picture Fire Nation, what just engaging in one-on-one conversations is with 365 inspiring entrepreneurs that I'm now up to, Deb, because I've been going for almost two years, almost 700 of these connections, of these relationships, of these Deb and Gino calls that I'm having and talks and and relationship buildings. I mean, from this point forward, you know, Deb and I are going to have a connection. You know, I'm going to know her, she's going to know me, and we're going to be there for each other, you know, if, if there's opportunities to assist each other. And that is where the power lies. And Deb put herself there when she had that aha moment, that light bulb moment. So Fire Nation, how are you positioning yourself right now to be in the right circles, to be in the right centers of influence, to surround yourself by those five people that will increase your average, that will rise your tide, or will rise your dinghy and or yacht in that high tide. So Deb, That was my takeaway from that part of your life. What is your one takeaway, that summation that you want to share with Fire Nation about your aha moment? Yeah, I I think you hit it right on the head. It really is about, you know, who do we surround ourselves with? And listen, I'm sure 
if you're listening to this podcast, all of us entrepreneurs have this inner critic who just, if they were another person, we would have beat the snot out of them a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> the imposter <laughs> like, syndrome. We know exactly, them well. Exactly. Exactly. And by creating a circle of winners, a circle of influence around us that helps to sort of bring us up when maybe we need a little cheerleading, but more importantly, helps to equip, encourage, and helps us to collaborate the right way, the smart way. That is such an invaluable piece for all of us in an entrepreneurial pursuit. Oh, I love that, Deb. And again, I love these stories that you're telling, and I wish that we had so much more time to tell some more, but I, I don't want to skip over this one, despite the fact we're getting a little tight here. Share with us your proudest entrepreneurial moment. Well, this is easy. Earlier this year, I had the opportunity to work with a client, and I expanded the scope of the project with the client's blessing, and frankly, they begged me to expand it. <laughs> and I expanded the scope of the project to 18 states, and that allowed me to collaborate with 18 other coaches that I knew personally in those states and bring them into the project. And at the end of it, I had 18 coaches that I had just the best best time collaborating with. I had a client who was blown away by our speed of execution, our level of excellence in execution, and what we brought to the table. And I realized that this once lone wolf was a lone wolf no more. (laughs) And it just goes to that exact philosophy that I just was sharing, Fire Nation, where I was able to reach out to 365 entrepreneurs. Deb was able to reach out to 18 different coaches in 18 different states. The more that you can X up your connections, your relationships, the more you're going to X up your success. And love all of this, Deb. And I want to really just bring things to current times, to today, to Deb and Gino right now. What is the one thing that has you most fired up today? Well, every time I launch a new uh, entrepreneur mastermind group, I I get so excited. I'm like a kid the day before Christmas Eve because (laughs) I know it's coming and I'm so excited about it. And uh, I'm currently actually um, leading a project with Dan Miller, uh, my my coach and now friend uh, with 48 different entrepreneurs. And now I'm launching another one as well with entrepreneurs to really help them to maximize their growth, maximize their strengths, and to use both of those to focus on business growth. So that launches actually uh, just uh, a couple of weeks ago from this broadcast, and I'm very excited about it. Well, Deb, we're fired up for you. I mean, just a great circle of influence you're running in. John Maxwell, Dan Miller, you know, Dan's son was actually recently on the show. He's just, I mean, that whole family, that whole part of the country. I mean, I'm just, I'm really becoming a fan of just Tennessee in general now. I mean, they, they're obviously doing some good things down there for sure. And Deb, we're about to enter the lightning rounds, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you dreaming about the perfect logo or website design, but don't know how to get started? Maybe you're worried about budget. Either way, 99designs can help. 99designs, the world's largest graphic design marketplace, makes it easy to get a design you love. Just go to the website, tell them about the design you need, and pick a price that works for you. Then the fun really begins. Designers from around the globe will submit awesome designs and you'll give them feedback. Within a week, you'll pick your favorite and be the proud owner of a gorgeous new design. With thousands of designers at your fingertips, there's no 
limit to what you can get designed. So what is it that you need? Boost your brand's visibility with a t-shirt or drive more traffic with a sleek new banner ad or landing page? Projects start at just $199 and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Fire Nation, why are you an entrepreneur? Perhaps it's because you don't want someone else dictating what ideas you pursue or what projects you work on. Or maybe you want to work from home and determine your own hours so you can spend more time with your family. I chose to be an entrepreneur for the freedom it affords me to do what I'm passionate about whenever and wherever I want. And with the help of the internet and services like eVoice, I can. eVoice transforms any phone into your business phone. So when your customers or business partners call, they're automatically sent to wherever you are. Whether you're out exploring new passions and ideas for your next project or in the backyard hanging out with your kids, you can still deliver the same exceptional and professional service your customers and partners expect. Right now, you can try eVoice for free for 30 days, plus get a special discount of $5 off every month forever. Go to eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Deb, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'm ready. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? (laughs) Oh, this is easy. A big, fat, guaranteed paycheck. (laughs) Wait, you don't have a guaranteed paycheck as an entrepreneur? (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Oh, I was wondering, I figured they just, for the first nine months of Entrepreneur on Fire, just lost my mailing address. I, I figured that was the reason why my paycheck wasn't coming in. So, Deb, what is the best advice you've ever received? You know, I've received so many, but one of my mentors, Paul Martinelli, says the same thing over and over again. And when I first heard him say it, it really flipped a switch with me. And that is jump and build your wings on the way down. Boom. Love that. Deb, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Well, it's probably my my biggest, well, I shouldn't say my biggest strength. One of my biggest strengths is also one of my biggest weaknesses, but when I harness it for good, it's awesome. And that <laughs> is my ego. You know, I don't want to be left in the dust. So, so each day I have a list of like several key activities that I have to get done that day or I can't go to bed. And I've pulled maybe a few too many all-nighters. But to be honest with you, John, that has helped me to be one of the best action takers you'll ever meet. What I love about entrepreneurs, and it's truly just about humans in general, I mean, when our backs are against the wall, when it's either put up or shut up, when it's survival of the fittest, we step up. It's ingrained within us. That's why we've made it thus far, Fire Nation. So when the chips are down, that's sometimes when you got to say, you know what, this is a situation that I'm going to step up and I am just going to make it happen somehow, some way, and make it happen, Fire Nation. Deb, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Well, it's funny. Someone said to me just a couple weeks ago, they said, oh my gosh, you're like constantly in social media. (laughs) And I giggled and I said, no, there's this amazing program called Hootsuite and I can fire up 
um, email, you know, posts that will sort of fire off for the next couple of months. And occasionally I can drop in and do some stuff live, which I do, but it kind of makes me seem like I'm a social media rock star and I'm really not. <laughs> I will tell you, I think that my virtual assistant would have fired me long ago had we not given her the keys to Hootsuite because it has been a game changer and she now can just have her hands at mission control and make things happen. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Deb and Gino. Deb, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Okay, it's a classic. I'm old, but I'm not quite as old as this one, but <laughs> it's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah, that's the 1930s. I, I, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, but not quite that old. But I have to tell you, it is the one of the most thought-provoking, idea-changing, and challenging books that I have now committed to read each year. Well, Deb, I'm going to challenge you, since you love Think and Grow Rich and Napoleon Hill, to read his book that was put into the vault for 70 years because they thought it was inappropriate to release. And just in 2011, the Napoleon Hill Foundation released Outwitting the Devil. And I've already read it and I love it. Oh, so good to hear. So Fire <laughs> yeah. Nation, I'm talking to you now. If you haven't uh, listened to, because it's an amazing audiobook, they do mm-hmm. a great job, and or read both Outwitting the Devil and Thick and Grow Rich, let's make that happen. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like either of these for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Deb, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter taken care of. But all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Oh, man. Oh, man. You ask tough questions. (laughs) (laughs) I think what I would do is I would go out and talk to as many people as I could. And I would find this core group of people that I really felt brought some strengths to the table that were different than mine and complementary. And I think I'd create a mastermind group. I mean, maybe I'd use the map, the laptop to kind of like organize and communicate the meetings. And maybe the 500 bucks, we'd order some great Italian food and wine. Well, Deb, hey, this is your seven days. This is your $500. This is your laptop. And that's exactly what it's meant to be. What would you, Deb and Gino, do? So thank you for sharing that and for sharing all these great stories and journeys that and life lessons that you've been sharing with us today. Let's end with a parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Uh, thanks, John. Yeah. Strengthleader.com is where you can find me. And a parting piece of guidance. Parting piece of guidance. Let your worst day be your proof that if you have had a really horrible result day, that means that the polar opposite exists somewhere and you just need to hold out, keep taking action and move forward until it happens. The polar opposite. I love it. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Deb and myself today. So keep up the heat. And we have been flailing away, by the way, arms and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Deb, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything we've been chatting about at eofire.com. Just type Deb, D-E-B, in the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up. Deb, thanks for being so generous with your time, expertise, experience, 
Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, looking for ways to increase your email list and establish your authority in your niche? Join me for our free live webinar where we share how you can create and present a webinar that converts. Visit webinaronfire.com to grab your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.